what is your supposed to be, Jared? Like, I got Ricky Roma, but what is this? Well, yeah, what's what's being cut off here? You stupid fucking cunt. Oh, the quote. Yeah. God damn it, that one's cut off too. I can't do anything right. <laughs> Images are for closers, apparently. <clears throat> Great work, Jared. The rich get richer, that's the law of the land. Who belongs to the BM? It is 7.30. So who is that? And where's Mr. Roman? Well, I'm not a leash, so I don't know, do I? Let me have your attention for a moment. Because you're talking about what? You're talking about... Bitching about that sale you shot. Some son of a bitch don't want to buy land. Somebody don't want what you're selling. Some broad you're trying to screw, so forth. Let's talk about something important. Are they all here? All but one. Well, I'm going anyway. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. <laughs> you think I'm fucking with you? I am not fucking with you. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Your name's Levine? Yeah. You call yourself a salesman, you son of a bitch? I don't gotta listen to this shit. You certainly don't, pal. Because the good news is you're fired. The bad news is you've got all you've got just one week to regain your job, starting with tonight. Starting with tonight's sit. Oh, have I got your attention now? Good. Because we're adding a little something to this month's sales contest. As you all know, first prize is a Cadillac Eldorado. Anybody want to see second prize? Second prize, a set of steak knives. Third prize is you're fired. You get the picture? You laughing now? You got leads. Mitch and Murray paid good money. Get their names to sell them. You can't close the leads you're given. You can't close shit. You are shit. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it, because you are going out. The leads are weak. The leads are weak. The fucking leads are weak. You're weak. I've been in this business 15 years. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> you know why, mister? Because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an $80,000 BMW. That's my name. Glengarry Glenn Ross, which, uh, Hiro, I think you, is this where you started accusing me of stacking the deck? Yeah, I mean, this, well, it's not so much stacking the deck as where I had the discussion with you that I don't think we would be able to do real sober cinema work here. How dare we actually enjoy something we watch, Jared? <laughs> I'll say. The juices just won't come out if we don't have the fangs out. I disagree. We can have 20 to 25 minutes of material on. <laughs> I mean, we call each other cunts and fairies on this show. So. <laughs> you just want to do a reading of Glenn Yeah, Glenn I mean, Ross. we could do a table reading or something. Mm. Yeah, that applies. Okay. I, I couldn't help but uh, think that Hyro is a dead ringer for Alan Arkin and his character in this film. <laughs> 
Wait, what? The what worst. The, the worst one. <laughs> one that's addled and confused. Yeah, I, I can see Hyrule doing. See, I I thought though well. the machine was Jared. You know, just in pure Don't you even... pure desperation. I swear hmm. that guy—he's so fucking pathetic. Like, <laughs> it's, it's such a good acting job, but I hate him so much. <laughs> he's so bad. It was kind of cringy to watch. Fucking, I don't even use this term, but a goddamn soy boy <laughs> the entire time. What is that term? Jack Lemon. I've never heard Jack that term. Is this, hmm. You've never heard that? Never. Not once <laughs> in my lived, life. You lived through the Trump years just like I did. I know you've heard that term. I have not. What is a soy boy, Jared? Enlighten me. Soy makes you grow boobies, apparently, according to <laughs> right-wing Republicans. <laughs> It enhances estrogen production. So do fucking very scientific plates and plates of chicken tenders. But what the hell? Apparently, also, um, I did cheat admittedly, Hiro, because this is uh, like our Labor Day weekend episode. This came out the uh, first weekend of October. Okay, so I had to. Uh, this say was audible. Yeah. yeah, this this premiered at uh, here we go world premiere the forty ninth Venice Film Festival. There you go. Uh, Jack Lemmon won an award there for Best Actor. How's that for Soy Boy, Jared? There it is. You fucking cry and whimper the entire... I'm, he must be a real butch boy in real life because it must be a hell of an acting job. I wouldn't say he cries the whole time. He he does get to uh, flex a little and then almost immediately get smacked in the face by Kevin Spacey. So... The worst type of braggart. Whenever he actually does get one final foot up, you stupid shit! You don't know nothing about selling property. I know everything. <laughs> actually, sir, you got a check from Schizophrenics. <laughs> I love watching that dude talk shit. It was the best part of the movie. I mean, obviously, the Baldwin thing is awesome. It's still awesome. It will forever be awesome. But Jack Lemon talking shit near the end, right before he gets pinched, is amazing. Just the. The salesmanship and the, the gusto with which he's just laying it on Kevin Spacey is amazing. The leads are coming. Get them to me. Yeah, I talked to Mitch and Murray an hour ago. They're coming in. You understand? They're a bit upset. You tell them my sale. How could I tell them your sale? I didn't have a telephone. Oh. I'll tell them your sale when they bring in the leads. All right, Shelly? All right. We had a little... You closed the deal. You made a good sale for Oh, better than a good sale. Look, I have a lot of things it, on my mind. You understand they're coming in. They're very upset. I'm trying to make... All I'm telling you is you can tell them it was a remarkable sale. Yeah, the only thing remarkable about it is who you made it to. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, that if the sale sticks to the America. If you said to well, why shouldn't the sales... Oh, fuck you. That's, that's, you do not know your job. Do you know that? A man is his job. You are fucked at yours. You hear what I'm saying to you? Your end of the month, fucking boy. You do not know how to run this office. You haven't got the sense. You haven't got the balls. Have you ever been on a sit? Has this cocksucker ever been on a sit? Did you if ever I sit you, with I a customer? Oh, would you? Oh my God! What are you going to do? Fire me? Oh, oh, oh Rick! Oh, it's not impossible. Oh, really? On an eighty thousand dollar day, and what? It's not even noon yet. You closed them today. Oh, I got up early this morning, I tracked him down, and I closed it. What I'm saying to you is that things change, and that's where you fuck up, because you don't know. You can't look back. You don't see who's coming. Maybe it's someone new, huh? Maybe it's someone else, but you don't know. You can't look back because you don't know your history. When we were on Rio Rancho, who was the top man, huh? For what, oh, two months, three months? How about eight months for three years in a row, huh? And on what, luck? Was that it, John? Or purloined fucking leads? It was talent. Yes. Door to door. It's called cold calling, John. 
Shit, I don't even know their name. They don't want to buy what I've got. Soft sell. Shit, we were doing it before we even had a name for it. Am I right? Right, you're right, Shell. You wouldn't know. You could. <laughs> he says he doesn't even know what our streak is. What the hell are you? You're a fucking secretary. Fuck you! Yeah, that's my message to you. Fuck you and kiss my ass. And if you don't like that, baby, I go across the street and I speak to Jerry Graff. Period. Fuck you. Now, listen to me. You put me on that fucking board, and I want three promising leads for today, and I don't want any bullshit about them, and I want them close together, because I am going to close them all. And that's all I have to say to you. I have to say, uh, Kevin Spacey's role would be the one, if we were doing a sober cinema reading, that I would want to play. Maybe that's as the editor. That's the role you play now. Exactly. Listening to bullshit, and then (laughs) like having the final say, like, I'm not going to accept Hiro discussing the Miami Heat. Not one more fucking time. That's going out the window in this cut. Why, I Mike? enjoyed the hell out of it. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, the text of, I root for you to die. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I did stay my hand for a moment. Like, man, what if Hyro gets like in a car accident tomorrow? Um, but I feel like I'd be recording with Jared. Discussing that no, maybe let's I have be real. the you, power of the gods. I say, you'd be so fucking stoked that he actually died. You'd be like, oh, I can't believe the power that I've got. I never knew. Wow, that got dark really quick. It did. Jesus. Oh, he really am I die. the one that's stoked, or is Jared? Would Jared be reveling in it as well? I, uh, yeah, this is just one of those things. I could make a whole entire, I could do a true bromance episode. This could be an episode full of great sound bites and clips. Yeah. Because there's so many to choose from. Nonstop. Uh, I did, I, I didn't, wasn't aware until I guess watching it, you know, for this time doing a little bit of reading that the Alec Baldwin scene is not in the play, not in the stage version at all. That was really, <clears throat> it was added on because Baldwin wanted to play uh, Ricky Roma, the Pacino part in the film. And Pacino. I, you know, Baldwin was probably as high as he was ever going to be as far as a serious actor in the early nineties, but Pacino, especially this year, He's I think still this is Pacino. When he Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Son of a Woman. So, um, they basically had him in a holding pattern. Like if we can't get Pacino, the role is yours. But if, when Pacino signs on, we got nothing for you. Like he didn't want to play any other parts. So Mamet actually did him a favor and wrote that scene just for Alec Baldwin, just so he could be in it. And, that's a pretty good runner-up trophy. Yeah, there, that particular scene. I mean, it's an iconic scene out of an already iconic movie. So, right. I th- you know, I don't think this is something that has aged poorly at all. Like at, at some of these things, especially when you're getting into you know terms like toxic masculinity and all that. I f- I feel like the Twitter crowd would eat this up even more if they saw it. Like, because it's just really look how horrible men are. Look at look how horrible <laughs> capitalism is. What what's aged poorly about it? They're they're all assholes well there's nobody that's real you're right about that like yes if you look at it from that frame of mind but i feel like twitter would also take a good hard look at uh all the indian jokes or all the indian comments mm. which i actually completely forgot and was oh okay that's a, a good american you should you should just <laughs> move along and have uh alec baldwin holding brass balls that's the thing you remember that's absolutely right uh, i don't think you're saying that twitter would embrace it i'm that they would be like yeah that's exactly right how white men would probably right yeah. fucking hey <laughs> right because i i wrote down the a, a couple of the quotes you know 
never sell an Indian. They talk. They like to talk to a salesman. They're lonely and never buy. And then there's the whole Patel joke. See, like, that's that's just good information. I mean, <laughs> that's what you put in. That's what you put in your Rolodex. <laughs> Patel, don't pick up the phone. I mean, I don't see a problem with it. <laughs> I didn't realize that this was a uh, that this was a box office failure. There you go, film Twitter. This was not a success oh, yeah. when it came out. Open at number eight. Number eight, and yet we are still celebrating it a month early just to get it on the schedule. <clears throat> but, you know, this is something that was always going to play better just on rewatch, right? Like, the people who were going to be into it, it was very quotable. They're just going to watch it over and over. In fact, um, what's it? Jared, I know it's a movie we watched together. Boiler Room. They oh, came out almost Vin 10 Diesel, years you later. Know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he was, uh, you know, I guess attempting to be an actor and not just uh you know a character in a car movie an action goon yeah but even in that independent movie from was that like 2000 2001 the characters in that film are trying to emulate these characters they're watching uh these you know this over and over on dvd i feel like to uh, a specific set uh this was always going to take off i don't know uh, i'm trying to think what's the last like sort of talky stage movie that's done really well because 92 is actually, I mean, you have Reservoir Dogs coming up as well. This it seems like a very like, peak time period for just getting guys in a, before, a room. Last talking talk stage movie before this or after this? No, no, like a recent one. Like a recent Hateful time, eight? like in the last five. God damn you. <laughs> the one time I can look smart on the movie <laughs> podcast. Uh, I don't know. Hiro took mine. Oh, what? Was that what you were thinking as well? Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Hateful Eight, yep. Very small space, you know what I mean? Just you know, one set, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much, yeah. Lots of banter. I don't know if I would ever feel comfortable doing a Hateful Eight episode with Jared. <laughs> we would have to tiptoe <laughs> quite a bit around that one. Jared would be just sitting there reveling and sucking on, sucking for his life. Say the real victim was that poor old man with his blanket, just trying to, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to stay, just warm. trying to stay warm during that blizzard. <laughs> that mean old black man. <laughs> Tell the story about his son. Vulgar. I always felt like the uh, talk about vulgarity. The uh, use of the word dingus coming out of Sam Jackson's mouth. As many times as that man has cursed at me and the audience and other characters, that that seemingly the most foul thing. I recoiled when he talked about that. Full of blood. I mean, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming both of you saw that in the theater, right? Mm, did, I did. Yeah. Did you see yeah. the um the 70 millimeter roadshow that uh, yeah, Tarantino? They actually came to the Lexington. They had the intermission. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw it in Tampa as well, and it's massive on the screen, and then it just stops right there. Hiro is in heaven. <laughs> I had to go relieve myself after that. <laughs> Buying ticket for the next show. <laughs> In what way were you relieving yourself? Oh, gay spirits leave me. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you're right, Hiro. Uh, I thought, man, there's so much good material in Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Let's talk about the dick sucking scene in the Light. <laughs> yeah, and here I didn't think this was going to work. You know what I have more of an appreciation for? I probably didn't as a teenager. Is the uh, you know Jared wants to mm. get homoerotic? Mm. The seduction sequence with Al Pacino and Jonathan Price. Oh my god! I, I was hyper focused on that. I'm like, what are we doing really? here? Yes. So did you see this uh, in '92? Because I, I don't no. know when I caught up. With no, this. I okay. probably caught it in like early 2000s. 
But I was shocked at the shit that he's saying to him. Train compartments smell vaguely of shit. It gets so you don't mind it. That's the worst thing that I can confess. You know how long it took me to get there? A long time. When you die, you're going to regret the things you don't do. You think you're queer? I'm going to tell you something. We're all queer. You think you're a thief? So what? You get befuddled by a middle-class morality? Get shut of it. Shut it out. You cheat on your wife? You did it. Live with it. Fuck little girls. So be it. There's an absolute morality? Maybe. And then what? If you think there is, go ahead. Be that thing. Bad people go to hell? I don't think so. You think that? Act that way. Hell exists on Earth? Yes. I won't live in it. That's me. Right? Like, if you if you actually listen to his words, he's saying the dumbest shit known to man. I wrote one of them. And Price is not really engaging much. No. It's more like, huh. Huh. That's interesting. That's it. You know, just focus on his drink. But Fucking Ricky Roma tells him, did you ever take a dump that made you feel like you slept for 12 hours? What are we just doing? trying to relate to the customer? <laughs> the everyman. <laughs> the everyman takes dumps. Dude, you've been in plenty of bars. You ever had a guy <laughs> talk to you this way in these long monologues no, about... I wish. I wish. <laughs> Jared is that guy. He's out there. Sell me something. I don't even give a shit what it is. Just <laughs> what is the first thought you think of right after orgasm? <laughs> what? Mm. Jared's unfortunately going to be the guy that uh, pulls a fast one on Jack Lemon. He just wanted to hear your bullshit and has nothing. <laughs> that can offer you. I have nothing in my bank account. You lose. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. don't. Uh, I don't think that Jonathan Price. It's probably good we don't hear much from him because, like you two, what do you say back to this? What would sound reasonable in a script for someone to engage to volley with that? You can't, not with Pacino. Yeah. It, no, you, there's there's no dialogue that's going to like <laughs> bounce off to of answer it, to answer dump. it. <laughs> there's there's no nothing you can coma. say. It's like you just kind of got to stand back and let him do his thing because there's absolutely nothing that you can. What's the reply there? Like. And also say, what is the reply? Like, what, what what is your reply, Mike? So mm, no, probably not, sir. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> probably a couple of pounds lighter, but I don't know about twelve hours sleep. How about that? Mm-hmm. It depends on the stretching. Oh my god. <laughs> And he gets pretty wistful when he's talking about uh, the like the great orgasms he's had. Yes. It's not the orgasm he remembers. I've never had a, <laughs> a strange man come up to me and talk about the orgasms he's had and how wistful he is about the afterglow, about how a woman like moved her arm. Uh, I think Jared and I would probably assume someone was coming on to us if they <laughs> were talking to us like that. <laughs> what are you trying to sell me, sir? <laughs> What exactly am I buying? Dick. I thought we were talking about real estate. You got your penis out. <laughs> there is a, uh, unfortunately, it's another Kevin Spacey movie uh, that I made Jared watch, watch called The Big Kahuna, uh, where well, we he plays a salesman it. at a uh, conference and they are selling lubricants is what's up there to sell. Now that, Pacino would have moved a lot of volume on that with his stories. Yeah. A lot of lubricants <laughs> being sold with that. 
Ed Harris, I love. I think Ed Harris, like you know, Kevin Spacey is probably the one I I identify with the most as the host of the show. As you, but I think in life, Ed Harris and in general, Ed Harris is who I want to be. <laughs> like Ed why? Harris is at every job you will ever work because he's the guy that gasses up all the other like peons <laughs> yeah. and then leaves whenever the shit hits the fan. <laughs> why do you want to be Ed Harris? I, why would anybody want because to be? Because that's 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 his entire like psyche is trying to gas people up to do stupid shit <laughs> and then cackle as he runs out the yeah. door <laughs> that's his entire like for the 40 years we've been friends what can we get for four for the leads what can we get for the leads i don't know 10 bucks to throw 15 maybe i don't know for the lead you're saying say somebody took them went to jerry graff yeah how many leads we have the glengarry the premium leads i've got to think they've got 500 say 500 leads you said a, a fellow you're saying could take those leads and sell them the graph the leads to graph yes i was saying yeah a guy could take like anything else it seems to me that is negotiable a guy could sell them how do you know he buy them because i worked for him you didn't talk to him no what do you mean did i talk to him about this yeah are you just talking about this, or are we just talking about it? Yeah, we're just speaking about it. Speaking about it as an idea. Yes. We're not actually talking about it. No. Talking about it as a... No. As a robbery. As a robbery? No. <laughs> well, hey. So all this, you didn't actually... You didn't actually call Graf. You didn't talk to him. Not actually, no. You didn't? No, not actually. Did you? What did I say? What did you say? I said not actually... Fuck you care, George. We're just talking. We are? Yes. Because, uh, because it's a crime. Robbery. That's right. It is a crime. It's also very safe. You're actually talking about this. That's right. You're going to steal the leads. Have I said that? Are you? Did I say that? Did you talk to Graham? What did I say? What did he say? What did he say? You buy him. You're gonna steal. You're gonna steal the Glengarry leads and sell them to Graf. Yes. What's he gonna pay? He figures there's 500 leads at say 10 bucks a piece. That's 2,500 dollars each. 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 That's right, George. But you're always saying me. You and me. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. $2,500 a piece, you and me, for one night's work in a job with Graf, working at premium leads. Job with Graf? Is that what I said? Give me a job. He could take you on, yes. And he also, he gets to yell, throws temper tantrum, but he, he dances through the raindrops out. Now, his fault is, shockingly, not picking uh, Hiro Arkin is is uh the, the one to trust it's picking uh the machine jack lemon who just talks a bit too much too much so you know i i insulted you hiro but actually alan arkin's character is the one that has most dignity because he doesn't throw anyone on the bus he knows who did it but it you know keeps his mouth he shut. also he, wasn't a criminal that's right yep you always keep your mouth shut and you never rat on your friends two rules in life that's what you do so you don't like ed harris no, no he's a bitch so number one, <laughs> number one, I I loathe that cat in the office that 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 rouses people up and they can't do anything. I cannot stand it. 
cannot stand it. It, it, it gets a hero under my to skin. Me. An American <laughs> hero. I cannot. Like, the guy that comes into the office and does nothing but bitch, but provides no solution whatsoever. Nah, I'm done with you. The weakest human being on the planet. Number two points out the flaws of everyone else. Yeah, but is it has no it's Everybody fighting. But is a complete useless bitch. He's at the bottom of the board, and he's driving a Hyundai. As Alec Baldwin lets him know. I mean, Jack Lemmon does he even have a car? There, there's different <laughs> levels of pathetic going on here. Jack Lemmon at least is swinging, man. He's trying. I mean, he's like offering up 50 bucks per. See, I would say Ed Harris is. He's made a side deal with a competitor. He yeah. just wants to keep his hands clean. He's, and he takes a bigger cut of the pie. <laughs> he takes I'm 75% steal. of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Can't stand that guy. <clears throat> I, I do like that on his way out the door, he can't stand that Al Pacino insults him one more time about the fact, like, what do you care about the contracts being sold? Because you've not sold anything in months. Like, he knows this, but he still can't let that, he can't let that pitch go by without taking a huge cut at it. He's going to miss because he's going up against not only Pacino, but, you know, the Pacino persona of Roma, the winner here. Which uh, I did read in the um, recent production, like maybe five years ago. I think it was in London. Uh, Pacino was playing uh, the machine, playing the Jack Lemmon part in the the film, which you know would be more age appropriate in his what Danny Collins era Hiro. That's that a mention only you would get. There's probably no listener that Lo- knows what the fuck I'm talking about here. An amazing movie. I have Danny Collins on the schedule for this show. Three years down the road. <laughs> Three years. <laughs> You're, You're assuming a lot that me and Hyro will be alive. Yeah, <laughs> Stay healthy, sirs. <laughs> Stay healthy. Our cardiovascular fitness may not support say, that. I might bet on stroke first. <laughs> well, that's also why I'm trying to record as many as possible because I do have the assumption that I'll be editing after one or both of y'all's demise. would have material in the can. It's, gonna, it's my podcast. obituary. <laughs> uh, Bobby uh, Cannavale, is that his name? The son in uh, yes. yeah. Danny Collins? Love that dude. He was playing Ricky Roma in that production. Oh, right? okay, Pacino. cool. So you talk about Hyro really having to go relieve himself, being engorged oh. with that that cast, that back and forth. Robbing. You know what's funny is that here's a, go ahead. Well, here's a question for you. So with those two characters in that dynamic, the film resolves with uh, Ricky Roma, in my view, kind of using uh, Shelley the machine, uh, <laughs> attacking myself in the office, uh, the Ed Harris character, being like, hey. You know, you pick yourself up just like this guy. You could learn a thing or two. Look at look at look at Shelley. Look what yeah. he's done. Like a blunt do you, weapon. Do you believe either one of you that Ricky Roma believes the characters actually made the sale? Because I feel like he he heard the names, and he's probably smart enough. No, this is not this is not real. Do you think he's just using Jack Lemon as a as a weapon as a yes. rock to throw yes. against? Okay, a hundred percent. So it's just a dig against Ed Harris. It's not that he's genuinely proud or that interested in what I think he also Jackson owes the machine say. a little bit of because he mentions that he was his mentor right so like mm-hmm. I think that uh, Jack Lemon took Pacino under his wing at, at some point and you know kind of taught on the ropes and Pacino probably just had a more natural skill you know he's more you know so are you saying the talented. kindness is that he's not digging too deep yeah. into whether or not he's actually been successful but he he's can't help letting... but use that blunt weapon on him on Ed Harris yeah, oh Ed yeah Harris. that bitch 
His farts stinking up the office for a solid <laughs> <month>. <laughs> How about you, Jared? Do you uh, believe uh, is uh, Roma being genuine here, or just just uh, letting uh, Lemon just talk and talk? Well, first impressions, I thought he was actually being genuine, but the more you guys talk about it, I think I might lean more towards your line of thinking because I <laughs> had you seen this before? Yeah, I'd seen this before. Okay. Uh, Given what we know about Pacino after he blows the fuck up about uh, losing that sale and how devious he was to, <laughs> to earn that money, well, in quotes, earn that money. I mean, it seems like he has a purpose for everything that comes out of his mouth. So just, you know, I really respect the movie that Pacino is playing the cool character. The only one that's successful, in, at least in this tiny office, mm-hmm. um, that when Jonathan Price comes back and says, hey, my wife says, I got I to gotta get this check back. No, we can't go through with it. There's there's a little bit of a uh, during the headlights kind of look. The, the amount mm-hmm. of times I know they have the signal where it's like, hey, when I, I touch my hair, mm-hmm. lemon, you know, tell me I gotta get out of here. But when Price, you know, puts his foot down, it's like uh, and starts t- t- telling him how many business days, and it's this who's on first thing as far as <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I like that the film uh, allows the Roma character to. Uh, to, to sweat a little bit there. He's like, he's a smooth talker. And we're talking about his dumps and orgasms he's had. <laughs> but when a guy's telling him like, no Monday, Wednesday, Friday or Mon was it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's yeah. three business days. But you know, um, you know, gets a little squirrely. I like that. I like that. Well, it doesn't stay cool the entire time. It shows an element of what lemon was saying is like, you know, this is all bullshit. It's just lucky in the draw on who you get that has the money. Like, it shows that Roma is not this fucking invincible salesman. So he's not Don Draper. He doesn't have the like no. the perfect monologue to 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 win no, the he, sales pitch. He sweats, and then when his cover is blown, he loses his fucking mind. Which <laughs> good casting for Pacino, of course. I will play that clip for the film Twitter crowd because that is Kevin Spacey getting the ultimate dressing <laughs> dressing down. Uh, before he becomes the part I would want to play. What did I tell you? No, no. What did I tell you about the three days? Roma, would you? I'd like to get some lunch. Uh, I am talking with Mr. Link, if you please. I will be with you in a while. I just check with Mr. Williamson. People downtown said to check. Call them again. I told you. Mr. Williamson! Yes? Mr. Link and I are going to go to the... Uh, oh, yes, please. The police can be... What are the police doing here? That's nothing, nothing. What are the police doing? Uh, we had a slight burglary last night. No, it's nothing. I was just assuring Mr. Link. Mr. Link? James Link? Your contract went out. Nothing to worry about. John. Your contract went out to the bank. You cashed my check? We, Mr. Williamson. The check was cashed, the contract was filed and deposited in the bank, and we're completely insured in any case, as you know. You cashed the check? Not to my knowledge, no. Well, I'm sure we can... Not to my knowledge. How do... Oh, Christ... Hey, don't follow me. Just don't follow me, okay? I've let you down. Huh? I know I've let you down. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. I'm, oh, oh, forgive me. You stupid fucking cunt. You, Williamson, I'm talking to you, shithead. You just cost me $6,000. $6,000 and one Cadillac. That's right. 
What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Asshole. You fucking shit. Where did you learn your trade, you stupid fucking cunt, you idiot? Whoever told you that you could work with men? Could I, uh... Oh, I'm going to have your job, shithead. I'm going downtown. I'm going to talk to Mitch and Murray. I'm going to Lemkin. I don't care whose nephew you are, who you know, whose dick you're sucking on, you're going out. I swear to you, you're going... Let's get this done. Anyone in this office lives on his wits. I'm going to be with you in a second. What you're hired for is to help us. Does that seem clear to you? To help us, not to fuck us up. To help men who are going out there to try to earn a living, you fairy. You company man. I'll tell you something else. I hope you rip the joint off. I can tell our friend here a little something might help him to catch you. You want to learn the first rule? You'd know if you ever spent a day in your life. You never open your mouth till you know what the shot is. You fucking child. Which everybody's wanted to do that to a manager at some point in their lives. I'm sure that whenever we were at Amazon and, uh, what was his name? Elvis. <laughs> Wait, you had a supervisor named Elvis? No, Jared just we we couldn't be bothered to remember anyone's names. <laughs> start calling them whatever the fuck you want. I was like, that, that, Jared, that was a little bit you know because you're dealing with like you know twenty somethings mm-hmm. or people with their first job or something. That's a little bit more like a, a prison <laughs> term where it's like <laughs> there is no respect for anyone uh, because no one cares if they're there the next day or not. I you know I do wonder about that like talking about how this film ages and especially the sort of job market now. Do you think people like younger audiences, will they understand why, like why is Jack Lemmon clinging on to this job? Because that's, I think that's something they add to the movie is him checking in on the health. I don't think in the stage play that that's involved. I think he just says like, he mentions his daughter at the very end and it seems like they want to do it just to explain like his desperation to like hang on. But now I, f- I think the response would be just quit this fucking job. Like, just have a stable income. Stop trying to look for the like this ultimate score. You're no good at it. <laughs> well, what's this fucking 70-year-old man going to do? What, what stable I mean, job is considering he going to find? He's not... always Walmart. <laughs> there's, there's greeters. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> God, Sing the song before the shift. <laughs> Same song. You've never heard these stories? Like no. <laughs> Walmart employees before a shift, like they they have like a pre work well, like fucking Oompa Loompa song. Yes, they sing a song together and shit. They do like a a cheer. Okay, I I get that. I thought you meant that they made whoever the old fucking retired greeter was <laughs> sing for everyone just to demean them more. No, not that. You've bad. got the easiest job here. You've got to sing for us. I forgot the words. <laughs> Hey, that uh, I'm triggered right there, Jared. <laughs> Point of jab, son of a bitch. <laughs> it wasn't intended. But, 
<laughs> See if the, the greeter can get through a song without shitting himself <laughs> before the ship starts. <laughs> <laughs> Scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengowrie, any Glen. I'm drums on. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred. <laughs> Respect for Jack Lemon and his career. <laughs> CPU not shit himself, okay? Oh, yeah. I don't know who Jared would be in this. I didn't have a one to one with Jared. Pyro, I knew immediately. Um, I, I feel like you just attacked uh, poor Ed Harris because you're just trying to attack me, uh, calling him a bitch repeatedly. I think there's a difference here. He's not a bitch, he just loves to bitch. Uh, relentlessly, he's <laughs> uh, the only thing is like that. I'll, I'll agree with you on Ed Harris. Is he seems like someone that is an hourly employee and not based on commission? Because it seems like he comes in to run the clock down. It's like he's working eight hours, and if he can just run <laughs> his mouth for eight hours, and he's like, "Well, <clears throat> time to go home." That's the only criticism I have for him is that if you're not just working a regular nine to five. Uh, why are you why are you trying to get you ever up? do you ever even see i think everybody we see them trying to make a sale at some point i don't think we ever see him try it the very beginning isn't he in the middle of bitching to jack lemon who is checking on his daughter and he's like these fucking leads and then does he drop off into salesman i don't think he does conversation like you see lemon do it you see uh um all of them do it but i don't think you ever see Hiro him Arkin. yeah i couldn't remember <laughs> his name <laughs> mm-hmm but, mm-hmm. but I you, know you're good. I'm helping you out. But you, now it's time for you to sing the song. Sing the Sober Cinema theme. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta <laughs> cleanse myself. I've defecated on myself. <laughs> I love when Hiro leaves the episode, leaves the recording because it goes back to like a beach, like, like wallpaper, like a bus. That's, that's the problem. Wasted away. <laughs> It's it's my dream of meeting up with a long lost friend on the beach like uh, Shawshank. No, I, you know it's that's the problem with doing these things at, at the witching hour, man. I gotta hmm. get summoned. I figured it out. Jared is the guy whose uh, wife answered the phone for a sales call. He doesn't really know why Jack Lemon's in his living room all of a sudden. But he's getting increasingly <laughs> agitated and irritated about it. That's Jared. And then if you're a friend and you text and call and knock on the door. <laughs> Here we go. Jared will pull a gun on you <laughs> when he answers the door. <laughs> Who's the Jonathan Look. Price character? Like, that's the real one. Like, the one who shows up. Okay, if we're going to call anybody a bitch, it's this guy. Like, he's almost in full team his wife told him no. Uh, yes, but, I mean, he's right. That, that, that's, I mean, I feel, I, I see what you're saying as far as, like, she... A little bit too know. emotional, but... But he comes in the office. Once he gets a look at who he's dealing with... The office has been broken into. You've got grown men yelling at each other, talking about each other's farts. You're pulling the plug. At yeah. the, you're like, okay. Nah, but, I don't you know. trust this establishment. <laughs> yeah. His fear is completely based on his wife. Like, she told me, no, I can't. Uh, he's like, you know, do a clip here. Okay. Well, fair. 
But I'm saying once he got to look at it, here's the, the true test. Does he go home and tell his wife, you were totally right? Because this is a shit show and I got to witness like what frauds there. Or does he go home and say, I did that for you. That was going to be a good <laughs> investment. Go- but since you said no. He goes home you, baby. and he speaks only when spoken to. Because that dude has zero control in the house. He's not allowed to speak in his house. So were you about to say that's Jared? Why, why did you? Yes. Why did we double back to Jonathan? Hey. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, it's funny. In both uh, versions of this, uh, see, Jared, I, I introduced a wife character that you threw under the bus. Like, it's my damn wife keeps answering the fucking phone, and it's a salesman left and right. Hiro says you're under a woman's thumb. What woman am I beholden to? In Fantasyland, if you ever got a, a real woman. <laughs> well, well, a black one. <laughs> Oh god! Sorry, fucking Tim Wakefield over there was just winding up to throw that. I was like, "Come on, just say it, <laughs> <laughs> just say it." Uh, nobody hits that pitch. Um, I, I I don't know if I'll include this. I'll let it run, but uh, it's so inside baseball. Uh, I was catching hell uh, Thursday and Friday from uh, Chuck at work. Um, <laughs> over you, Jared. Uh, yes, because... finally not me. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't Hiro. Um, I do. By the way, I thank you, Chuck, at work we, for continuing to listen. Well, I did mention we did an episode of Mo Money and uh, how you uh, kept staring it to, to Boomerang and your your love of it. And uh, he kind of gave the side eye to that. I, I think he's very suspicious of this Peruvian <laughs> trying to take away black on. films. He doesn't like <laughs> Boomerang or he just doesn't like someone that's not black liking Boomerang? He doesn't believe you. I love Boomerang, so whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. But Jared, he, uh, I, I let slip that I uh, tried to set you up with a black woman from work who no longer works there. And he about lost his mind on me and said, <laughs> pointed, would stop whenever we'd run past each other in like a hallway and said, you are not a good friend. <laughs> you <laughs> are a terrible person. And... I uh I kept saying like well my buddy is into to black women that's like you know that's if if he could he's like that is not representative. (laughs) 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 I had mentioned prior that uh, she is the catalyst for the uh, sister act uh, bit where I said I saw someone on Facebook uh, you know post like this little meme like do you remember when uh, Whoopi Goldberg won an Oscar was the greatest comedian at the box office and no one mentioned that she was also one of the sexiest women on the planet. She was one of the ones that posted that. And he said, that's because uh, she's just as ugly as Whoopi Goldberg. So <laughs> Chuck can say it. <laughs> Chuck can say it. But he, uh, he, uh, yeah, he was very mad at me for even doing that to you, Jared. She that like bad? Chuck? I, uh, well, come on. I started doing... She had kids, and uh, I've grown. I've matured. No more single mom bandit for me. I'm not going to steal the pooty, as uh, what is it, Cuba said. Wait, so. Uh, can, wait. So how far did this get? Like you actually? Well, like... It was one date, and then I said, "No, nah, I'm good." Jared well, wasn't interested. Went out with her. I mean, it was, a it was like a blind. My, it yeah. was like a blind date. It was sort of like, "Hey, you know, here's this." I think gotcha. I sent you a picture. Oh, she's, yeah, she's but... funny and she's fine, but you know, I'm not. She's fine. I'm not allowed to say it like that, but and you definitely aren't Hiro. According to Chuck from work. <laughs> Chuck, yeah, I can't say shit. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to schedule some Latino movies on this fucking podcast? 
<laughs> what are you gonna make? I some? guarantee How about you, that? and uh-huh. you know, if you uh, you advance to the juice. NBA Finals, <laughs> you know, go back to 1983, see what the Latino community was producing in uh, Hollywood. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty obvious. See, yeah, Hiro's made a bet. It might as well, might as well have been like the 1940s. He's not gonna have much in the way of alternatives. I'll, don't worry, I'll be juice ready. Juice in Spanish is Hugo. <laughs> God, I hate you. It's Hugo. <laughs> All right, Gyro. I want to just fucking just reach to this camera and just kill you. Calm down, Gyro. <laughs> I'm glad I got some material there for our God Glenn for Ross episode. <laughs> All right, good stuff. <clears throat> so n- next week, what did we say we're doing? Look at the sheet. People that have lived there for 500 years. <laughs> yeah. Fucking oh, kick God. down your door. I accept this house in the name of... <laughs> so Jesus. And they, they have all those multicolored flags. Like, they come... I, uh-huh. That's what I was trying to... I was trying to get my, wrap my head around... I mean, I wasn't going to research it. But I'm like, Jesus Christ, how many claims are being laid here? It's like every everybody there has somebody that they're representing. But, they just need big really white Scott, flags. <laughs> that slow-mo of him falling to his knees on the beach like i am the first one to discover this land and then there's ten thousand <laughs> tribesmen already living there literally just fine. people with their asses out <laughs> people with their asses out walking up like what are you doing buddy you need some help <laughs> look at this fucking dork <laughs> look at this fucking idiot <laughs> dare i say it <laughs> like like a, a teddy discovering the racist history of Disney on Disney Plus, <laughs> falling to his knees. What is this? Long. It's a small world after all. <laughs> Slow motion me with the remote in my hand, holding at the mouth. Life oh. flashing before my eyes. Oh, God. When he lays eyes on Armand mm. Asante. <laughs> Al dente! <laughs> or a new Criterion DVD. <laughs> I say, do your do your Dave closet impression before. <laughs> I'll leave you with this. <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta so get the right together. <laughs> I gotta get the right headspace mm-hmm. here. It's got a riff. Got a riff. Got a riff. Just trying to remember the opening to Super Mario sixty four. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's on me, Dave. <laughs> come <laughs> come to my house. Look at my Criterion collection. I may let you touch one. Nope, no touching. No touching. <laughs> Hyro, Hyro, no. Not for you. Not for you. Only for Mike. Maybe, maybe Shane. Very nice. <laughs> that went on longer than I thought. But... Good stuff. <laughs>